Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer. There we go. We're going now. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We will tell you Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options at their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Of those 13 Edmonton and area locations, eight are dine-in as well. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza from the App Store at uh, royalpizza.ca. There you go. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. It's one thirty-five in Edmonton. Tomorrow, 1 o'clock uh, on Oilers TV, we will have a broadcast for you of the uh, Colby Cave Benefits scrimmage game to be played. We're joined right now by Oilers radio play-by-play voice, Jack Michaels. Hi, Jack. How are you? Bob, good. How are you? Good. You looking for together again tomorrow, eh? You know, I, I thought I, I I did everything possible to avoid you over the last four months. You know, to give. I know you did a great job of it too. I mean, if and our listeners, our listeners get this. Like, you know, we've basically traveled side by side for what the last ten seasons now, and so we can go. I know people would find this hard to believe, Jack, but we can go entire flights with not saying a word to one another. Usually because you're sleeping. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it tomorrow. It's, and, and, you know, you and I are, are going to have to find, you know, the right tone for tomorrow because, you know, I was thinking of all the things that have changed over the last four and a half months, you know, when we were talking about, Colby Cave going to the postseason, we probably would have yeah. said there's a you know there's a fifth option for the Oilers at center, probably a, you know a 14th or 15th forward scenario, good multi-purpose guy to have if you get banged up in the midst of a playoff series, and instead, as you point out, it's it's we're doing a scrimmage called the Colby Cave Memorial Fund scrimmage. It's it's one of those things that brings you right back to kind of the reality of what we're facing right now. 
Yeah, uh, you know, and again, when when he passed away, I mean, for me, that was, uh, you know, and, and we're on the periphery. We are on the team plane. Sometimes we're on the same bus. Most times we're not. Uh, we didn't have a, you know, we're not in the room, but I think you'd be the first to admit on our limited dealings with him. He was just a really nice man that never took for granted what playing in the NHL and what being part of the experience was about. And like a lot of those guys um, in those sort of, tweener roles trying to make themselves full-time NHL players. He just treated everybody super well. It was such a tragedy, Jack. Well, and he, he also got it back in return. He was one of those guys. The one thing about NHL players, even at the elite of elite, they empathize because generally speaking, I mean, the you know, Sidney Crosby with Eric Nielsen in, in uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, they have had line mates at one point in their careers that turn into the type of players that, that Colby Cave was, as you point, a bit of a tweener. And so when people say, well, he only spent 45, 44 games with the Edmonton Oilers, well, we, we remember signature moments. And, and for us, it was, uh, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, one of the, one of the, memories i really have is is when you know colby cave uh got on that bus and and you know was was kind of welcomed back after the big knockout of the american hockey league and i just remember how happy his teammates were to have him back and i i thought the same thing at the time you know here's a guy who's not necessarily played 400 games for the oilers and yet you've got a guy like darnell nurse with a big you know, greeting for him as soon as he sees him, you know, hopping on the bus. Uh, it was one of those where he'd flown directly in from Bakersfield while we were in the midst of a road trip. So he did have an impact. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of a, uh, kind of an event that will set the table for the Oilers next Saturday game at one o'clock. Uh, don't think there's not a coincidence there, but I'm also looking forward to, you know, a, a fitting tribute for a guy who who really did make a difference in the short time he was here. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, he scored that huge goal in that Saturday afternoon game in Pittsburgh where Dreisaitl got the GWG in OT for the Oilers. Jack Michaels, our play-by-play broadcast partner, the voice, radio voice of the Edmonton Oilers, joining us right now on Oilers Now. Uh, Anything that you're going to be particularly watching, Jack, in terms of... uh, on the ice. I mean, McDavid ratcheted it up another notch on uh, Wednesday. Um, I thought the pace and tempo was uh, quicker on Wednesday than maybe on Sunday when they had the full scrimmage, Jack. But any sort of specific individual players you're going to be looking uh, forward to watching? Well, you just touched on something, Bob. Uh, you know, we are heading into the second, third week of training camp now. And there might be some separation here. So I'm going to be curious to see how a guy like Philip Roberg shows. You know, I, I think the eight hole, let's say, you know, in defense, I, th- I think it's pretty safe to assume that Caleb Jones will be Dave Tibbetts first option uh, coming off the bench if he feels to make a change in the, in the top six defensively. But I think the number eight, you know, without Mike Green here, it is still open. I mean, is it is it Philip Roberg? Is it Evan Bouchard? Is it William Lagesson? I think for those three players in particular, uh, tomorrow's scrimmage will mean something. 
And I still continue to look for where Andreas Athanasiu is going to fit uh, in this lineup. He scored a goal the other night in the scrimmage, but, you know, had some quiet moments as well. And And I still think that he's looking for what his role is going to be with the Edmonton Oilers hockey team. And I know you and I have talked about this on, on the show before. So those are two guys, you know, kind of who can shine in, in, in a supportive role and be called upon first off the bench for Dave Tippett on the back end and also a guy like Athanasiu, who I think can be a significant help to the Oilers, but he's got to find what his role is going to be. He's got to find players with whom he can contribute on a reliable scale. Because uh, that's ultimately what Dave Tippett's going to be looking for as these rounds progress. Uh, reliability, dependability, and production will be absolutely key to stay in a lot. That's not some sort of uh, you know mystery, but I think for Athanasiu, whose ceiling could be fairly high, he's got to find a role. We're joined by Jack Michaels, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Jack, it's interesting. Elliot referenced uh, Connor McDavid, and I was I was talking to Elliot about, you know, he he sort of mentioned that there was maybe lukewarm interest at some point to returning to play. Jonathan Taze had some serious questions. And you look at the Oilers' top two guys, McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they've been driving it. And Elliot referenced Connor's comment about, you know, he knows the players will get the vote right for Dreisaitl, maybe not so much the media. And he was kind of half-joking, half-serious. And Elliot said you wonder whether or not McDavid's got a little bit of that same sort of competitive juice and fire that we saw in Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Now, I know you watched that entire series. Uh, you certainly know that era of basketball as well as anybody in the city of Edmonton. Um, Connor's a pretty special, gifted player. It didn't happen overnight for uh, Michael Jordan. People need to remember that. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, Connor's completely healthy. And again, we saw that separation Wednesday night in the scrimmage. Like he took it to another level. This is an exciting time to see what, you know, what David brings, isn't it? Well, and especially in a scrimmage where McDavid and Dreisaitl are on opposite squads, it is fun to see them push one another when they're placed in a, in a competitive situation against one another. I mean, I, I still think I go back to one of Todd McClellan's greatest contribution, contributions as an oiler head coach was his constant reminders in Leon's ear, hey, there are some nights where you could be the best player too. You don't have to be the second best player every night. You can be the best player every night. You're more than capable of it. And and I think, you know, at at times we've seen that out of Leon Drysaddle, where, quite frankly, there's separation between Drysaddle and the rest of his teammates, where where no one's stopping him. And I think that's the kind of healthy competition on the Oiler roster that was missing for so many years, Bob. Certainly when I first got here. And, and and for years afterward, there there wasn't enough competitiveness on the roster. That's what I'm talking about with guys like, you know, Athanasiu is he's got to compete for his role on this hockey team or he's going to slide down and eventually out of the lineup. That's a good thing. That's not an unhealthy thing. And that's something that I, the Oilers for so many years lacked. Uh, just their spots in the pecking order. You know, Caleb Jones is, is you know, if he wants to push his way into the top six, he's going to have to prove that, you know, on any given night, I can be better than Chris Russell or Matt Benning. I, you know, I, 
right now. I, you don't have to wait for me. I'm ready to go. And and I think that, you know, it's Ethan Bear pushed his way in. Bob, he, he earned it. He wasn't in my top eight at the start of the season. These are guys that are starting to have to earn their minutes, whereas I think back to when I first got here, pecking order established, minutes basically guaranteed. That's not the case anymore if you're an Edmonton oiler. And I think that's why Edmonton finds itself as a real contender as opposed to a team just looking to compete on any given night. Jack, Joe Haggerty, Hacks with Hags out of Boston, listed the top 25 players in the NHL. He had Connor McDavid, number one, Sid the Kid, number two, and Leon Dreisaitl, number three. Now, Joe's a guy that has regularly mentioned that he felt that David Pasternak should have been in Hart Trophy consideration. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on the ranking one through three of those players and the fact that two of them are Edmonton Oilers. Well, I, I think it's a credit to Edmonton. I, I, I'm i not sure that, you know, Nathan McKinnon, for me, is probably a top three player because everyone wants to talk about how young and talented Colorado is, but they've got a guy who's driving the bus there too I, and and i'm i'm more than willing to acknowledge nathan mckinnon's greatness in the game today i don't know whether he's necessarily more valuable to his team than leon dreisaitl is but i do think he needs to be in that conversation on a regular basis and i didn't see those rankings so i'm not sure i imagine mckinnon is no worse than fifth on that joe haggerty list he might have posternock four and mckinnon five but that's what you're talking about. I, I, I see it more as a top five grouping uh, because, quite frankly, Pittsburgh, you know, has proven time and again they can win without Crosby, they can win without Malkin. Now, they haven't proved they can do it in the playoffs without those guys. Right. But they've, you know, one thing, Mike Sullivan and before him, Dan Bilesma, we all remember the 2010-2011 season. So it just didn't begin with Mike Sullivan. And maybe that's why he got squeezed out of the Jack Adams voting is other coaches have won without Crosby and Malkin there before. Not Mike Johnston, but Dan Bilesman did. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's what I would say about this top five. I think it's a floating top five. I think it depends on the day, depends on the conversation. But I am pleased that people back east are realizing, look, it's not a discussion anymore. Leon Dreisaitl deserves to be in every conversation you have about the top five players in the National Hockey League. One series in the East, one series in the West that you're watching that obviously doesn't involve the Oilers. That's a really good question, Bob, because in the West, I'd have to say it's Calgary or Winnipeg. Uh, that's, That's the series where... Me too. Me too. I'm, All day. All day. I'm, yeah, and, and because, Bob, and I, this this may sound completely, I, I don't know whether arrogant would be the right word or dismissive would be the other word, I'm not sure there's contenders in the other series. I, I, I don't know whether I believe in Nashville the way I used to. Uh, I'm not ready to say that the winner of Vancouver and Minnesota is going to make a, make a run. Like I, I just, I'm sorry, I don't see it. So, so I think Calgary, Winnipeg, though, if Winnipeg gets hot, Hellebuck plays, 
Winnipeg's got a good lineup. Uh, they beat the Oilers in the, in the last game before the pause, and they outplayed the Oilers in the game they lost in, in the building a couple weeks before that. I, I, I think Winnipeg can still be dangerous. I'm less sure about Calgary. I don't know whether Calgary has enough playoff-wise. I, I think their performance last year against Colorado really shook me. The good news is the one guy who did perform against Colorado is now on Edmonton's roster. That's, of course, Mike Smith. Sorry, and, and back east? Yeah. I, I mean, doesn't it? I, I hate to say it. I mean, I'm with you. It, I'm with you. It, We're watching the same series. I know yeah, where you're we going. Are. Pittsburgh yeah. and Montreal, right? Yeah, I, I think that's ultimately, ultimately the series that if Pittsburgh wins – you know, if they can get pie, you know, and again, I'm not a huge Carey Price's playoff record doesn't, you know, you know, doesn't do a whole lot for me. But I, I think it's too early to count Pittsburgh out. That the Penguins have gotten healthy, they've added some pieces. If they get some goaltending and get by Montreal, look out, look out in the East. I, you know, I, I love how Tampa was coming on, but this pause has thrown everything out of whack. And now guys like Jake Gensel are there as, as Sidney Crosby's sidecar. Watch out. I mean, Pittsburgh and Washington, I, I, I think, are, you know, I, as much as I respect Boston and Tampa, I, I still think Pittsburgh and Washington coming out of this particularly bizarre sequence are going to be a force to re reckon with. Jack, we got 30 seconds. Can Columbus beat Toronto? Well, that's the other series I was kind of leaning towards, Bob. I I thought you wanted me to exclude Pittsburgh. Yeah. Toronto-Columbus is a really intriguing series for me because if Columbus knocks off Toronto, do the Leafs start really wondering whether they have the right mix? I mean, I'm not... You know, you're running out of excuses. First year, fine. Inexperience, you're playing Washington. Next two years, you take Boston to a game seven. I'd argue Boston's the better team. But now, if you lose to Columbus, yep. and that goaltending and, you know, a, 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 a team that's, you know, comprised of some bionic bodies, I think you've run out of leeway, Bob. You might have to make a significant change there. All right, great stuff, Jack. We'll see you tomorrow. Bring a headset. <laughs> Will do, pal. All right, see you later. That's Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network. It is uh, 151 in Edmonton. We're going to go right up to 155 today. Bob Stoffer with you. And at this time, we'll go into the Oilers Now Injury Report. It's brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown at James H. Brown, a, a former safety for the Edmonton football club uh winning the 1993 great cup as well and back at the 630 chad studios with our injury report cody jansen oh you don't have it well there we go well uh here's what we'll do uh it's live radio at its finest well we'll tell you that brent seabrook from the chicago blackhawks will not be traveling uh he is not going to be part of the bubble uh for the uh upcoming stanley cup playoffs for chicago seabrook a veteran right shot uh defenseman has been dealing over the last several years with hip and shoulder issues so he will not play for chicago edmonton uh born product 
expected of uh, the Southside Athletic Club. Jay Bomeister will not be in the uh, bubble. I believe Jay is in Canmore as we speak, uh, but he will not be a part of the St. Louis Blues playoff lineup. Uh, in fact, he uh, had a procedure to get something inserted into his heart after collapsing on the bench a while ago. Uh, so uh, quite problematic there uh, career-wise and all that matters for Jay is he's had a great career. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's got a terrific family. He's got bigger and uh, better things to play for uh, moving forward. So a little bit of an injury report for you at this time. Uh, let's see. What else we got shaking? Well, coming up on uh, Monday, we'll have a review of the Colby Cave uh, benefit game that's going to take place tomorrow down at the downtown community. Arena. John Shannon will be one of our guests as well as Reed Wilkins. And speaking of Reed Wilkins, he has inside sports tonight. He has a uh, fluid show for you. So uh, he'll be working and uh, replaying some of the audio that Reed was kind enough to uh, gather for us today on uh, Oilers Now. Reminder, at any time, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. And uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, final thoughts on Corey Crawford's absence? Don't know. Wouldn't be surprised uh, if he played, but we'll wait and see. Uh, This text comes in saying, Bob, just say Eskimos, Bob. That's what they are. Okay. Okay. This text comes in saying, Hi, Bob. Regarding the delay of the TV broadcast, five seconds, I like to listen to you and Jack while my sound on the TV is turned down. Before the pause, most games, you and Jack were about a second ahead of TV. Will you and Jack be able to delay your broadcast so it's in sync with the TV? Um, i I got to tell you right now. I don't know. Oilers GM has texted us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line to say, I would say that Evan Bouchard's potential is a step above Tyson Berry and a step below soon-to-be Norris Trophy winner John Carlson. I would compare Broberg eventually to Oliver ekman Larson from GM. Oilers GM. Well, I got news for you. If the Oilers end up getting a guy like Oliver ekman Larson and a guy between Berry and John Carlson, they're two different defensemen, uh, that's pretty good. That'd be pretty good if they're able to get that combination, Oilers GM. So keep texting us, uh, Edmonton Eclipse. That's the uh, name of the team. They're going to knock the lights out. Uh, What do you think? The Edmonton Eclipse. Hmm, That's an interesting team. Again, uh, thank you very much to Cody Jansen for helping us out. Uh, Brendan Escott will be back on Mondays. We are going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chat Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Have a fantastic Friday and a great weekend, everybody. Offer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630-CHED. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHED.